The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Buedinamite. God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Buedinamite's mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in to Destiny Word. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack nothing or I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works. Anoint these lips of clay, O oh God. Make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. Bring illumination, bring insight, bring revelation. Touch the spirit of somebody with an unadulterated, infallible, ever-living word that comes from your mouth, that comes from the throne room of grace. When it hits our spirit, we know that our lives will never be the same again. Thank you in earnest expectation. In Jesus' name we have prayed, amen. God is seen differently by different people, and so um, until Christianity or those of us that are Christians come to the revelation that God is not a one-way God or put in any specific box, we will keep fighting ourselves and we will have doctrinal challenges. Over the course of history, um, the reason why churches do fight and we have a lot of doctrinal or theological conflict is because people have not come to terms yet that this same God manifests in different forms. You read the book of Ezekiel chapter number one when God had shown this great man a vision and he had seen the vision of the four living creatures coming close to him. The Bible says that he saw that their faces were like that of men. Behind them was like that of the eagle. On their right was like that of the lion. On the left was like that of the horse. And so depending on where you stand, you see God differently. Somebody might be standing at the rear side and say that the God that I saw, his face looked like that of an eagle. Now, if you are not mindful, the one who was standing on his right that saw his face like a lion will be saying that you are being heretic because the God that I met, the God who showed himself to me, is seen as a lion. That is to mean that you cannot serve or relate or walk with God on another man's revelation. What will bring you to a place of total comfort and assurance in this God that you have come to know and come to serve is having a revelation of this God. Until you have revelation, you won't have faith. I know that we say that the portals of faith are open through hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And now obviously that is true theologically. But that is the surface of it. Because until you know, you won't know who spoke. Knowledge or revelation will bring you knowledge of the identity of the one behind the voice. Revelation will bring you faith. Without revelation, you won't even know the kind of God you serve, the kind of God you are following, the kind of God you've come to say that all to Jesus I surrender and I will follow you. Lead me and I will follow. Until you know, until you have the revelatory experience of who this God is, there is no way you can follow him. And your surest, your safest bet in following God is having a revelation yourself. 
You cannot serve God based on feelings and experiences through other people's lenses. You serve God through the revelation God gave you. The reason why a lot of people get confused when there is any atheistic propaganda is because they have not met God for themselves. So any atheist can tell you all these things are not true because there is something they call the reactionary propaganda. And so if they are able to tell you that the world came about as a result of the Big Bang, you can buy into it and say that, okay, this makes sense. When it comes to spiritual things, there is nothing commonsensical. You can't make sense in following a spiritual God. You can make sense in following human paradigms, principles, precepts, and proceedings. But you can't follow sense because the things of God are foolishness to the carnal mind. So anytime the carnal mind is on display, spirituality cannot be seen. Revelation of who this God is will bring you to a place of faith. Show me a man of faith and I will show you a man of revelation. Not a man that was told that God is about to do this and he was able to run with it. But a man that knew that even if the fig tree will not blossom, there is a revelation that this God, he will neither leave me, neither will he forsake me. He, he will stand by me. Even though my mother and my father will forsake me, this God will never leave me. Once you have the revelation about this God, there is nothing that the enemy can throw at you that can stand against you. It is all about revelation, not hearsay. The reason why people are able to lose their faith and jump from the boat of Christ and hop onto other things is because before they joined, did not know him. Revelation will inspire faith. Faith will induce confidence. Confidence will enforce followership until you have a revelation of who this God is. Your confidence in him will be broken. David, the Bible says, before he came, you realize that the Bible was in existence, albeit not a documented or paper form, they used to tell oral stories. Tell what was happening. And so before David came to this conclusion, David knew God as the creator. Before he came to this conclusion, David knew this God as the king. Before David came to this conclusion, David knew God as the provider. Before David came to this conclusion, David knew this God not only as a provider, but as a covenant-keeping God. And yet, when David was talking about the relationship he had with his God, he was not walking on the platform or building his argument on the cases or the platform of the experiences of other people. He personalized it. He said, this God that happens to be the Lord of the universe, the captain of Israel's souls, this God remains my shepherd. He moved on to say that because he's the one that remains my shepherd, I shall lack nothing. And so you have revelation of the one you follow. Lack is inevitable. The reason why people lack, the book of Psalms says that young lions lack and they are in want. The reason is they lack revelation of the providence of God. David said, because this God remains my shepherd, then I shall lack nothing. Because this God happens to be a supplier, a provider. People met him and they called him Yahweh Yireh. The God who is able to provide, the God who is a supplier. And you read the account and I know theologically a lot of people have pushed this beyond the boundaries and we only say that God Yahweh Yireh or Jehovah Jireh simply means God is a provider. But scratch that because that is only a surface. When we say Yahweh Yireh or Jehovah Jireh, what it really means is the God with many breasts. The many breasted God such that no matter the number of children he has, they don't have to compete for one breast because the yes is preserved. 
Now, if you have revelation of this God, no matter who you are, you know that your portion is preserved. I pray that may the all-sufficiency of God and the God who is able to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory come through for you and supply that the Bible says you shall lack nothing. May that be the portion of somebody who is ready and understand and has a revelation of the kind of God that you serve that this God will supply and will not allow you to lack anything. Have you not been told? Have you not heard? That this God that we serve, the Bible says, and every good and every perfect gift cometh from God. And so anything broken, anything spoiled, anything deficient of something good, it's not from him. And so he wouldn't give to his children. And if you who are sinners know how to give good things to your children, how much more your heavenly father, in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning, not give you something that is good or better. Because the Bible says that eyes have not seen or ears heard, neither has it ever entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared, the word is prepared so before you came there was a preparation the preparation is as a result of a predestination god prepares things for his people because before they came there was a predestination the predestination will bring provision and so when you are a child of god walking through the chapters or the pages of life before you came god has already made things put things right that is to mean that instead of you fighting for it you should say that god i will trust in you with all my might and i will lean not on my own understanding in all my ways i will acknowledge you and you will direct my path because before i came you knew where you had placed things that i will find them prepared so before you came things were done david is saying that because i have a revelation of my relationship with him the revelation is he is my shepherd the shepherd is the defender the fighter the guide the counselor the organizer for the sheep the sheep is one of the few animals that don't have their own defenses when something is coming after them the sheep cannot fight for itself can't defend itself it relies on the shepherd what god is telling you is that if you decide to follow me rely on me absolutely to be your defender sometimes your name will be mentioned places in places where they will try to undermine you but trust in me and trust that i'll be your defender and i'll fight your battles for you any battle that the enemy is bringing against you may god who happens to be your shepherd and your defender rise and fight for you the bible says arise oh god and let every enemy is there anybody under the sound of my voice who knows that when god rises up to their defense every enemy scatters automatically and right now if you do believe that let god rise on your behalf and fight any enmity anything that has risen up so david is saying that because of the revelatory experience that i have with this god i can sleep knowing that i will lack nothing and because i will lack nothing he will make me to lie down in green pastures. That is to mean the sheep does not lie down to eat. The sheep stands to eat. And so when the Bible is saying that I will make you to lie down in green pastures, what the Bible is telling you is that I will feed you, overfeed you, make you so full that even in the midst of abundance, you can have peace. Because if you don't have to lie to eat and you are not lying outside the green pastures belt or zone, you are lying in green pastures, what God is saying is that I am reducing your labor and replacing it with favor. Say that you don't have to travel to go look for green pastures. Why? Because your residency is in the green pastures. That is where you lie. That is where you reside. That is where you dwell. I pray that God will give you residency and permanency in 
Let me try to put this right. Check it. He maketh me, and it's the Lord that makes. Most of the time, we try to make ourselves. We try to engineer our own elevations. The reason why people undermine and lobby others for positions is because they think they can make themselves. The reason why people try to bulldoze their ways through and use contacts in high places to get things done is because they know that they can make themselves. But those that know that their making is in the hands of God, they are able to rely absolutely on this God and know that even the president that I want to go and talk to, for me to go and talk to the president, maybe I should think again. Because I'm not the only person who has the ears of the president. He has a wife. He has family. He has friends. He has people that he has played with for years. He has classmates that are still his friends. And so if I decide to go to the president and speak to the president, that the president will favor me because I have his ears. I will be sorely disappointed because there might be somebody who carries more gravitas than myself when it comes to him. So instead of me running to the president for favor, the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hands of God and wherever he lies, he turns it. And so instead of me going to the president to ask for favor, let me go to God and say that God, remember your covenant that you have with me and turn things to my advantage. May God remember you today and turn things to your God is about to show up and do something. May God show up. Try to push this. So this God maketh me because sometimes I don't even know when to rest. I overwork myself and I, and I don't know that it's time to rest. Gives me rest. Told you that the reason why the sheep can lie down where the pastures are green, knowing that there will be competition for the same green grass, is because of the presence of the shepherd. Because the shepherd is there, the sheep can lie in the green pastures, knowing that if any encroacher comes, it is the shepherd's responsibility to drive them away. And so as God is leading you to your place of rest, whoever will try to encroach your territory, let God rise and drive away. May your post in your territory, territory, May your territory be preserved. That God will give you rest where he has given to you. In your domain, may God give you. Still introducing Psalm 23. But check this out. Today's sermon is, After he has made me to lie down in green pastures, eating to the full, to the capacity I can contain, and the reason why he makes you lie down in the green pastures is because he's telling you that it is not about his supply, it is about your capacity. Because the pastures are still green, it's you that is full that is lying in there. And so as long as you can eat, there is enough food to be eaten. It is your capacity, it's not his supply. He has limitless supply. We have limited intake. So after you have eaten to the full and you can't take in anymore, Daisy comes back to you and tells you that, you need to drink and catch this because it's important. He leads me besides the still waters, but he doesn't ask you to drink. His duty is to lead. He comes to lead, but are people ready to follow? The problem that we have as a generation, as a people, as a nation, as a continent, as a race, not only do we have the resources because the grass is green, but do we have the leadership to land us where the waters are still. Two different things. The waters can be still without it being stagnant. Stagnation stands or represents death and seizure of everything good. The waters are still. But first of all, David said, I don't have people to lead me. Who leads you is the problem here. 
my conflict, my problem statement in this particular verse is who leads you. Because understand that the sheep doesn't know where the waters are still. The sheep doesn't even know where to find the water. But the shepherd knows. The shepherd can tell where the water is. And so David said, this God that I serve, the God who is my shepherd, he leads me. It means that when you come to God, when you say you know God, everything is about who leads you. Who leads you spiritually? Who leads you when you are making decisions? Most of us get into businesses and we find out that instead of being around still waters or being beside still waters, we get to marshy areas. The reason why we don't find water but marsh is because most of the time, we lean on our own understanding. Or oh, with these courses that I did, I think that I'll fit very well in that kind of bracket and I'll, I'll, I think pursuing that job will help me. That is what I think I am I'm calibrated to do. I am programmed to do these A, B, C, D things. And I, I believe that with my training and my expertise, that is where I can be enriched. Leading yourself beside, quote-unquote, still waters. But you find out when it's too late that instead of you coming into the realm of experiencing still waters, you come to experience trouble, mushy places of life. David said, when it comes to getting things from God, it's about who leads you. David said, for me, I have told myself that I will allow him to lead me beside the still waters. And so when it comes to a spiritual direction, I consult God. Paul said, when I heard of the heavenly calling, I conferred not with flesh and blood. Do you know that there are so many people who have lost out on divine opportunity? Because when the doors were opening, instead of them consulting God and asking God, lead me, guide me, be my guide, my watchman, be everything to me. They went to another person who they did not even know in the first place that those people were envious of where they were going. Solicited for the advice or help of people who did not wish them well. Instead of them allowing God to be their leader, they allowed other things to lead them. Do you know that if the man called Abraham had allowed the stock market to lead him, he would never have left his father's house. If he had allowed the advice of the economists of their time, if, 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 if the man called Pharaoh, the king, had allowed the people around him to guide him, Egypt would have also experienced famine. The world is about who leads you. And sometimes when God is leading you, because you don't know where he's taking you to, you might have a hard time following. Can you imagine God coming to you as Abraham and saying that, Abraham, I know you are comfortable here, but get out of your father's house and go to the place that I will show you. God, where are you taking me to? Shut up and follow. But God, I, I'm comfortable here. My father's house is, is comfortable. I, I don't even know where you are taking me to. Everything here is, is calm. It's is fine. I'm comfortable here. Everything, everything speaks to my advantage. Every, everybody knows me. I've built a name. I've lived here for 75 years. I have all my contacts here. Where are you leading me to? God says, shut up. God, why should I shut up knowing that I don't know what you know? In my curiosity, I have to find answers to my troubled mind. God said, shut up and follow. Why? Because he knows the end from the beginning. And so there is no way that God who knows your end from the beginning and says that I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Not the thoughts of evil, but to bring you to an expected end. There is no way God will lead you and forsake you in the middle of the journey. It is virtually impossible. There are two immutable things the Bible says that God cannot do. And the first one is that he will lie. 
that this God that you know, this God that you serve, this God that you came to know, this God that I serve, this God that I have come to know and appreciate. The Bible says he's not a man to lie, neither is he a son of a man to say a thing and to repent. As he said it, then he will do it. As he's spoken, then he shall make it good. And so when God is saying that, get out and I will bless you. I know that for as the rain and the snow falleth from heaven. Isaiah 55 from the verse number 10. And return and not it up, but water the land that it might bring forth and bud and bring seed to the sower and bread to the eater. God said, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I please. Before God said, I am sending you out there. I know that if I can just trust him. The problem is, because we lack revelation, we don't have trust. The reason why, sometimes, although God has spoken to you, you've had the rematos, you've had the prophetic word, you've had a revelatory experience of where God wants to send you to. The reason why, still, your faith is truncated is because you don't really have revelation of who he is. And the revelation has resulted in your lack of trust. David said, trust in the Lord with all the problem is that we've compartmentalized our faith levels. We know that with this, this is what this person can do. This is what this person can do in my life. When I need this, this is the one I need to talk to. This is the one. But David said, trust in the Lord with all your might, with everything within you. It was something that was passed on. That everybody who came into covenant relationship knew. That the generation to come after is supposed to understand the principles of trust. That David will pass it on to Solomon. That Solomon will repeat the same. Trust the Lord with all your heart and your mind. Lean not on your own understanding. It's good you went to school and got the degrees. And now you have more degrees than the thermometer. You, it's, it's, it's very good that you have your bachelor's and your... MBA and MPhil and MSc and PhD and all the DDs. It's very good. But he's saying that when it comes to where God really wants to send you to, because you are finite, it comes to mind again what was said by the Latin fathers that finitum non capas infinitum. The finite cannot comprehend the infinite. Because you are finite, because you are limited, because you don't know your end. David is saying, Solomon also repeated that trust in the Lord with all, not some. Some of us, we trust God with our health, but we can't trust him with our finances. We can trust God with our marriage, but we can't trust God with our children. We can trust God on certain things, but we cannot. He said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes your understanding is said that this thing cannot work. When your child dies, go and bury the child. That is understanding. But we also know that somebody had a dead child and a man of God came into the situation and the child that was dead came back to life. And so when David says, and Solomon also repeats, that when it comes to trusting God, it's all or nothing. For you to be led, you should trust. When David says, he leads me beside still waters, what he's saying is that I am the blind one. He has the eyes to send me wherever he wants to send me to. And so I just have to trust him knowing that as long as I follow him, he will not lead me where I will dash my foot against a stone. I just have to trust him enough to tell myself that as long as he's the one leading me, there is no way I'll fall into a ditch. And that is the kind of confidence that you should have in this God that you serve. That as long as he's the one leading you beside the still waters, there is no way he will allow you to get to a wrong place in your life. May God lead you where he has destined for you to be. May he lead you beside your still
I'll trust in the Lord with all my heart. Not some, all. I will not compartmentalize my heart and say that God, when it comes to my love life, I will trust my conscience. The reason why you've had broken heart for three times, four times, five times, oh, oh, six times, oh, seven times, is because anytime you are choosing somebody to go out with, you go with your eyes. And so, you see a young man, and a guy is, is tossing a car key, and says, mm, mm, mm. This, this, this might be a good one. He came, dressed well. Mm, he has swag. He spoke good English. I said, oh, he has the finesse. He came to you and he was, um, he was a bit romantic and told you, ah, baby, you know, I love you. Mm -mm -mm, this is the guy. And when you chose that first time, those were the same comments that you made and your heart got bruised and broken and battered. Why? Because you learned on your own understanding of how you think a good man is supposed to look. But you don't know that sometimes the devil can come with a suit. And sometimes the one who's going to break your heart will come with very romantic words and tell you, give you all those erotic feelings and charges and, and surges of life that you think that this is the real dude. You don't know that sometimes those people will come and destroy you because you still went with your own eyes but if you come to a place where you not lean on your own understand david said in all your ways acknowledge him that is to mean that know that god well it might not make sense to me but i will follow it means that god it might not really appeal to my senses but i will follow it means that god I, this thing that you're saying it doesn't really make sense to me why should i do that why but because you said it i will follow because you know what is good for me you know what you want for me you know what is best for me you know what is better for me you know how you want me to turn out and i have decided to follow you and i am not turning back that is what they sang and when you come to that place and that revelation that is where God will bring you the supply and the provision and cause you to stand beside watch this the reason why it is beside the still waters and he did not lead you in the waters is because to every destiny there is a right measure of what they need if God sees you in the book of Psalm 1 blessed is the one that Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the part of sinners, no, sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by, besides. The tree is not supposed to be within the waters, it's supposed to be by or besides. And so metaphorically, the man is seen as a sheep and is seen also at the same time as a tree. So he leads the sheep besides it. The problem is, when he leads you there, are you ready to drink? Most of us, God has been leading us to places of opportunities, but we don't drink. Beside the still waters is God planting you around where your soul and spirit will always be refreshed and nourished. But when you get there, do you say, yes, Lord, I will drink? Have you not heard that you can force the, the horse um, to the riverside, but you cannot force the horse to drink from it? It means that all that God can do is to hold your hands and lead you beside the still waters. But I pray that when God gets you there, you will have what it takes to drink from the water. You don't just stand around but you drink from it may God land you where the waters are still not waters that will kill you not waters that will destroy you but waters that will bring nourishment to your soul and revitalize your spirit not only that when God lands you there you will drink watch the test he said 
When he leads me, he takes me besides where the waters are still. The waters are not troubled. It means that God is bringing you to a place of calm. Wherever you have been, that you've found conflict within and trouble without. God is saying that if you can trust me and allow me to lead you, I will send you to a place where the water is still. And that you can find rest and, and respite for your troubled soul. You can find rest in me. God said, if you can only trust my leading. Problem is, when I was reading the test, I got to a place where I was telling myself, God, how many times have I not said yes to you? That when you wanted to lead me where the waters are still, I got there and instead of drinking, I was just staring. People get to where the waters are still for their destinies and instead of them drinking from the waters of life. And the Bible says, and, and it's important because it sends you beside the still waters. And when it comes to him, he gives you something that is going to last you a lifetime. When he gives you, it should last you lifetime watch the test those that trust in me out of their bellies shall flow jesus said if you had known who had asked you to give him water you would have asked him to give you because what he gives you you will never thirst after you've experienced it what he's saying is that when i give you an encounter a revelation an experience and i visit you i solve problems permanently watch the test when he's saying that you will test no more he's saying that that problem will not be how fixed it's fixed permanently and that is where i want you to understand this god from may god bring you solutions that will stand the test of time solutions that will last if the lord leads you he won't lead you besides a troubled marriage god will not lead you to a troubled work a troubled business a troubled organization he will send you where the waters are still the reason why we find ourselves in places that are unpleasant is because most of the time we don't allow him to lead we trust and lean on our own understanding the Bible says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The path of a man knows no man but the God who created the man. He's the only one who has the compass and the navigation system to your actualization. The only one who has the compass. The only one who can tell where you are supposed to be. He has that navigation system. He has that compass of life. He knows where you are to go. If you trust him with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, you'll acknowledge him. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. Direct my path. Lead me where you want me to get to. Direct me where you want me to get to. Direct my path, oh God. Direct my path. If you lead me, it will be well with me. If you lead me, it will be well with my soul. If you lead me, all things shall work together for my good. If you lead me, no weapon formed or fashioned against me shall prosper. If you lead me, God direct my path. In all my ways, Lord, I acknowledge you. Direct my path. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Today, as a people, we come before your throne. Our prayer is simple. Lead us beside the still waters where the waters will bring nourishment, refreshment, and elevation to our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Boydi-Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word, 
first service, 7 to 9 a.m., second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570 or visit our website, www.themakershousechapel.org. We believe in the word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.